Boy, have we got an episode for you. This is The Thing Committee. Hi, my name's Josh. Before we start, because it's a massive episode, I want to tell you about The Treehouse. They're the guys that sponsor the podcast. If you want to check them out, the link's at thinkcommittee.com. I won't waste all your time. They're amazing. They help you learn things. So if you're feeling not so smart now, click the link. Bang. Instant smart. I don't know. I can't verify that. It may take study. God knows. Check it out. Thinkcommittee.com. Click the link for Treehouse. Here is The Thing Committee podcast. Will Anderson and Rebecca Livingston. Welcome to another edition of the Thing Committee podcast. Regular host Josh Withers here, also Steve Malk. Mr. Withers, hello. Hello. This is the Thing Committee podcast. We decide what's a thing, what's not a thing. It's a public service, and if you've got a thing to get to us, thingcommittee.com, and we'll just decide put it out there it's decided it's very official joining us uh, on the podcast today from uh, ABC 612 Rebecca Livingston good morning hello hello are we allowed to mention that you're from a, a government employer that we pay your wages please do thank you very much for doing that tune in every night yeah. Brisbane yeah. Queensland in fact I appreciate it yeah we talk about lots of things at night time as well so you know yes we're in sync this evening tights yeah. And also, the uh, the gentleman of comedy in Australia, Will Anderson. Hello, sir. Oh, Hello. Thank you oh yeah, much. we didn't applaud <laughs> Beck. No, yeah. oh, oh, applauding Beck and applauding Will. I love that you said good morning to Beck. Yeah. Which I thought was the best thing because A, this is a podcast and people listening to it whatever time of the day they That's choose. Right. And B, it's not even morning here. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just so inaccurate. Like, it's 10 o'clock at fucking night here. So, so now everyone knows what to expect from the Think Committee. So inaccurate. I mean, I just, like, he's, I needed to point that out because I would not like the people to think that I am this drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know? Like, if people know this is 10 o'clock on a Sunday night and I've just done my show, then I think people will. Look, like they will kind of excuse the occasional slur, right? <laughs> totally. Whether it be physical or racist. But I, <laughs> here's my thing: I always say good morning. Right. Just, that's, what do you that's, mean? That's, it's now my greeting. At all times of the day. Where it came it's from. It's morning somewhere. Where it came from was uh, from years and years of breakfast radio. Mm. And, and you'd probably remember this, like where you'd be recording an interview at some godforbidden right. time. But he's like, good morning, good morning, because I'm in the morning. It's right. always, if I'm recording something, it's the morning. Fair so, enough. No, I understand that. Uh, Adam uh, Spencer and I were once having a conversation, and we worked together at the time on Breakfast Radio. Yeah. And we were once having a conversation IRL or in real life for people who are not oh, young people. Really? Yeah. Did you just say that? Hashtag IRL. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we were having a conversation, hashtag IRL, and uh, I said something really funny. He laughed and did a time call. In a, <laughs> in a real conversation. That's good. I know. If you followed it up with "Here's Jebediah," that would have. <laughs> well, uh, can I just ask a question? Yeah, hit me. You introduced Will as the gentleman yeah. of Australian That's what comedy. I am, is, yeah. yeah, it's going on his poster next year. Right. Okay. Exactly. What's what is what's the criteria that you've met to earn that, that I, title? Uh, that I, uh, um, well, uh, look, I'm going to cite uh, one of the most informative medical documentaries of all time. Mm. Yippee! Uh, kindergarten cop. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> men have a penis and women have a vagina. Yes. So that's yeah. Mm. So um, full stop. I have a penis. Yep. And uh, women have a vagina. So that's how. You'd be a gentle woman, Beck. Oh. That makes right. Will a gentle, I'm a gentle man. man. Oh, okay. That is the difference. Okay, good. Thank the, you. Yeah. The reference point for that is is that uh, Will, you've you've always been generous with your time. Rebecca was saying off air, you're, yeah. you're generous with your media interviews, radio, newspapers, podcasts. Um, but that's a podcasting code. We can't divulge the code. Oh, no, right. no. Yeah, like the, the amount paid and everything is secret. Shh. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> not, like, not like the good old days of podcasting, though, right? Where you get in the studios, there are big, big lines of cocaine that's on the right. table. Oh, wow. When the did women. they end? The day before you were hired. But to be honest, <laughs> they were the classic days. Isn't that a radio th- Anyone who's worked in radio yeah. knows that the good old days were like everyone always tells you stories. Oh, mate. Lunches. Oh, I can't, can't believe it, mate. You go out for a ratings lunch on a Tuesday, get back December. You'll be married to a donkey, mate. You'll be married to a donkey. You give it away on air. Be full of coke. Fucking great day. <laughs> when I first started in radio, because it's true. I, I totally believe it's true. Yeah. I, I used to work at CFM on the Gold Coast, and uh, and I remember that there'd be a phone call. So not, not Good morning, like, it's 9.48. No, no. like So not a private, hey, Josh, here's a message for you, but attention all staff. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's nice. a, a Sandboys chip delivery in 45 minutes, yeah. and we haven't given away last month's Sandboys chips. Everyone can go and get two cartons. Put in the back of the car, and <laughs> and it was that kind of thing. There was just yeah. free stuff galore. Right. All right, I, 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 you three, uh, the yes. all the rest of the members of the Think Committee today, have all worked or are working in radio. Yes, never. Not. I, it's all a big. It, you're breaking everything for me because yeah. I, the way I understand it is, you go to work. Yeah. Somebody turns the microphones on. You do some work, and then it is endless lines of coke. It's chips in the car. It's you know taking home ABC cups twenty four seven. Not it's for everything. me. Not for me. <laughs> I, I want to say on the. Rest Record. Someone, one of my, your boss will listen. Yeah, one of my. Uh, there was no cocaine I at had the ABC. A listener who was very excited because he found a beer the other day that had my name on it, mm. and he sent me two bottles of beer. I'm not allowed to drink them. I'm not allowed to take them home. You so had to I just write have them on a register, sitting on my desk. Yeah, we have a gift register. Everything yeah. goes on it. Although Beck's house is made out of Vicar of Dibley DVD. <laughs> 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 they were giving it away at the ABC that shop. That extension of Moody Christmas veranda that you're putting in, that's yeah. going to be awesome. I mean, it's great. They actually did the, the whole Moody Christmas backyard is her backyard. <laughs> she got it done. They filmed it yeah, there. Gorgeous. It's all fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I live in Josh Thomas's house from Please Like Me. That's, that's actually my house. That's not bad. That's um, a good take. It's a really nice. It's a really nice place. Is, who, where does Josh live then? Um, it's ABC Two. So Josh lives with bananas in pajamas. There we go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Coming down the stairs, it was weird. It was a collector's moment. And yet we have the two bananas at just outside my studio what in do you Brisbane. Mean? The two actual bananas are there all wow. the time. Man, they're in Queensland. They'll be more expensive than in Sydney. <laughs> 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 Especially after a cyclone. Especially after a cyclone. Um, yeah, no, at commercial radio, you don't get big lines of coke anymore. Maybe cold... Icy know, cold cans. Icy of cold coke. cans of coke, but no... No drugs in the commercial yeah. radio world anymore. Which I feel is so sad for you, Steve. Like you've, you've never woke up in the woke up in the morning and thought, "I've got no clothes. I'll just wear a station T-shirt." <laughs> no, no. I've got the other extreme. Whereas I've woke up in the morning, I don't know what to put on. I'll just put on this IT vendors T-shirt. Ah, because yeah. that's been my. When I was at um, Triple J, one of my most famous. If you yeah. want to talk rock and roll moments, like those moments where you think the glory days. Yes. I remember one morning after the Arias, and I won't name the uh, performer.
performer uh, from the band uh, because uh, that would be unfair to them. But uh, they had come in to be interviewed by us at six o'clock in the morning, Ooh. the morning after the Arias. Ooh. We're doing a live broadcast from our hotel room at wow. out at the Arias. This so, is a Carl Stefanovic moment. Right. We have uh, one of the guys from one of the bands asleep in our bathtub. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> at one stage, we put a microphone next to him and we just had background of him snoring passed out in the bath. Like we would go to him for questions and yeah. he'd just be like... <laughs> in the bath. In the bath. It was that band, The Drugs. Do you remember that band, The Drugs, that had yeah. that one hit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was it. Who would have thought one of the guys from the band, The Drugs, <laughs> was did not know how to handle his alcohol. Wow. So we were interviewing somebody from a, uh, a popular band at the time. and uh, Australian band? An Australian band. Mm-hmm. Um, First yes. letter. We're zero in. <laughs> Uh, three three words. Yes. Yes. So three right. words yeah, uh, with, with the you. name of the band. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Rhymes with bend. Keep going. What rhymes with what? Bend. Bend. Mm. The living end. No. I, no, I didn't. No. Say that. No. It's not the living end. Oh, no, I wouldn't have said it if it was the living end. Oh, it wasn't excellent. the living end. All right, I'm still thinking. Keep going. Story. I'm going to try and sniff this one out. It's a right, fairly good. short, awkward silence then, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. No, it's good. That's fine. I, I like that it's like a cryptic crossword and yeah. there's people playing and at home going. And Adam Spencer. Oh, bloody Adam Spencer and his cryptic yeah. for crossword. Yeah. <laughs> people people are currently tweeting Adam Hill saying, what's the answer? <laughs> I love the fact that Steve Malt complained about somebody tweeting weird things on Twitter. <laughs> Oh my god, this studio just explained from irony. <laughs> what I, it, none of what I tweet is weird, it's just television. Constant. It's yes, just constant. It. How much have you how many tweets have you done? Um, how long have you been on Twitter? Uh this account. Yeah. To <laughs> shut up. Um it's it's an addiction. Right. I've added myself with that before. Uh I think it's about two and a half, three years. How many tweets have you tweeted? We're at hundred and sixty four thousand seven hundred and ninety seven. Oh my god. It's it's ridiculous. Shut up. How it does? How do, do you know how long I've been on Twitter? Longer than that. Four years. Yeah, I had my four-year Twitter anniversary. What are you like? Oh. Four thousand tweets. Two thousand seven hundred. <laughs> no in way. Four years. Are you deleting stuff? You tweet uh, more than that. No, no. I just no, no. My tweets, my tweets hit, man. You should have a thousand. They hit. People. They just get oh, retweeted. Will said something. Retweet. Exactly, man. Get <laughs> around that. On. I'm working on it. Mm. I had a 6,000 retweeted tweet the other day. Oh, wow. 6,000. What, what did you say? What was so good? 6,000 people said, I mean... It was about the Pope. <laughs> uh, this was the tweet. It's the biggest tweet I've ever had. And yeah. it was unexpected to me. Yeah. And so um, uh, so I tweeted, uh, the new Pope believes that child abuse... Uh, sorry, the new Pope believes that gay marriage is child abuse. What would the Catholic Church know about? Oh, never mind. <laughs> 6,000 retweets. 6,000. Right in the wow. guts. Right. Damn. Yeah, I know. Do you know if I that need to hit, be more. were they retweeted like across countries? Do you ever get yeah. some kind of... Oh, they get translated sometimes. Yeah. This one got wow. translated. So you get retweets in a different language. Yeah, oh. I know. It blows your mind. So when, a- when the Pope... Re- it's home in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that does burn. Yeah. yeah. The, Pope, the Pope is disgusted. He's like, I always enjoyed in Gordon Street tonight. It's a very big disappointment to me. I thought he was the nicest guy in show business. I was going to heal his wonky leg. So when your tweets are translated into another language, can I just say for the record, that is a thing. Yeah. Right That's, a thing. That's a thing. thing. Definitely. That's a thing. For sure. So it is a thing. Back to the story. This is what the I band. Always, sorry, but this is what I was always going to say about the... Um, 
it's every time the Austra- the ABC, and I probably shouldn't say this, and I certainly I'm not involving you in this. This is not the views or opinions of anybody <clears throat> else independently in yeah. podcast. But every time the the bloody Australian Broadcasting Corporation takes their advice from the editorial of the Australian newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Less people read the Australian newspaper than read my Twitter feed. Ooh. So you know what you should be doing, Mark Scott? Yeah, fucking yeah. read what I'm fucking tweeting about. <laughs> I set the a- ABC agenda by that. Because the Australian... Soon. I mean, seriously. You know what's not a thing? The Australian. Yeah. It's a fucking charity. <laughs> it is a fucking... Like, seriously, every time the Australian's like, well, we've got to trust the free market. Well, apart from newspapers, because your <laughs> newspaper wouldn't survive if yeah. the free market was actually a thing. Uh, 120,000 rich people read it, yep. and they sponsor... Anyway. How many Twitter followers have you got? Uh, 254,000 or something. Wow. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm right. only at ten. That's why at ten thousand. That's why I only get like six retweets. Right. I've got a. It's it's a matter of figures. No. You know what you do? You make you up. You funny. make up for quality and quantity. I make up for everything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I make up for everything with what's going on there. Back I'm to, comfortable. Oh, All right. Back to the band story. Yeah, bands. It's the morning the after guy the Arias. Asleep in the bathtub. So the guy asleep in the bathtub. The radio person. One of the uh, artists <laughs> who'd won a uh, won an aria the night before has come in for our first interview at 6am yeah. and they're pointy they're pointy had you slept uh, I'd not slept no 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 dear god no <laughs> everyone was in the hotel room that we were in. doing the broadcast from. okay all the ARIA people just went party at Adam and Will's right well it's 6 o'clock in the morning yeah. what else are you going to do everyone's staying at the same place it's out at Homebush you know yeah, I mean? yeah. everyone's like kind of stuck there okay. nothing to go to so this artist that I won't name, I definitely won't name from a, a name uh, of a band with three uh, three words. That's not the living end. Very big at the time, though. Very big triple band, mm. triple J band. The is not part of their name in any way. Australian band. Australian maybe. band. Yes. Mm. Rules anyway. out pat of the finger. And it's not it's not silver <laughs> chair. No, no, it's not three syllables. We're not. <laughs> I'm not Nell. We're not <laughs> teaching me to speak. I've just come straight out of the jungle. I, three separate words. Is it anyway. a three clap word? Should we ask my caviar? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> this is what it would be if I had to tap it out. What? Oh. oh. The first, <laughs> you know what the first nah. thing is? I've got a bit of a dilemma. The first thing could be two words or it could be like one word with a hyphen. Uh, right? No, okay. Or it could be actually one word altogether. It could be two separate words or it could be one, one. word altogether. Can I just and I'm ask not sure what it is actually at, now. At, that I, I'm a bit worried now that I've said three when it may be that it's two. At school, you know I mean? yeah. at school, Will Anderson, what sort of marks did you get for English? Because you know what? Surprisingly high. That's yeah. a weird thing. Well, that's, I just Graduated first in my course at university. I was wondering in if journalism, you knew how to appropriate your career. Yeah, well, hang on. Yeah. We, point of order. We can't, we can't say that graduating first in the class of journalism is any big thing when... What do you mean? We, that's what, a thing. We, what we have in the state of our current journalists present company excluded is not awesome necessarily right but uh, what I'm saying is there was a time back, <laughs> back, in, back the day, in the day sure when I was smart I've when just forgotten a lot of shit okay <laughs> I've forgotten a lot of shit but ask me about Batman I can tell you about that we all just have our priorities okay how much do you know about the Western Bulldogs football club yeah whatever we all have our areas <laughs> yep yep, yep. alright alright so clap the band name again so Either Hang on, do, I'll have the I'll have the hyphenated, a, have the hyphenated version. Okay. Thanks, Will. Oh. You've worked it out. No? Okay. 
So the band guy turns up. All right. So the band guy from <laughs> turns up <laughs> on our equipment, much like we're sitting around right now, but in a hotel room yeah. on our equipment. Do you have clothes on? We had clothes on, yes. <laughs> we did? Yes. He might not have. I don't know if the guy in the bathtub had clothes on. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> Uh, so it was a weekend at Booney's moment for the guy from the drugs. <laughs> Big shout out if he's listening in though. Um, so uh, he poured out this line of cocaine that was, I mean, it was, I expected that the Winter Olympics were about to start. <laughs> I, <laughs> Everest-like? Oh my God. It was like, I mean, how did that happen? I, ne- I didn't never saw the weather forecast for today. <laughs> And he started chopping up this line. It was on the top of our equipment. It was on the top of our, like, mini-disc player. That's the day, the age (laughs) that this was, mini-disc. ABC local radio tainted. Right, right? (laughs) Yeah. You can't take that equipment through an airport anymore. Uh -uh, That that beagle. (laughs) Right? So he's chopped it up. First, uh, the news plays, and then we're going to come on air and say, like, hey, you know, we're here with, you know, so-and-so from... The band and called B-I-N-G-O, I think right. it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of actually does rhyme a little with that. Not, not completely, but oh my goodness. it comes home strong. You, yeah, yeah. You've right. got in the right area. Um, so uh, he does the line. Mm. We come up with him. The minute he starts talking, a flood of blood comes out of his nose. Oh. Like... Like he's having a brain... At, no, not, not, not the John Butler trio, who I'm, also, who I'm also clearing from any allegations. This is getting out of control. Can you imagine if John Butler did coke? He'd be like, why do I have all these guitars? Why am I making these songs so complicated? Why are they going for eight minutes? <laughs> oh, look at you. At least my name is in the title of the band. That's pretty good. Everyone talk about me. <laughs> oh, gosh. He wouldn't sing a song about a better man. No coke addict has ever thought anyone is a better man than they are. <laughs> he does this line of coke. Blood starts coming out of his nose like he's having a brain hemorrhage or something. And we've done the whole interview having to kind of ignore <gasps> the fact that because wow. what can you do? We can't say on radio, yeah. hey. Your nose you is tissue. bleeding. Yeah, right. You've done so much cocaine, your brain's escaping. <laughs> like. And were you doing sort of temperature and traffic updates throughout this? as oh. You know, just your regular breakfast radio shift. Right, yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's so. 28 degrees outside and oh my God, in here. Right. Wow. So there you go. Wow. That's um, rock and roll. Perhaps could we get to some things? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't apologise. Wow, that's the... Wow. I think Will's raised quite a few things already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Will Anderson, have you got a thing for the committee? Yep. Uh, Snapchat. Is Snapchat a thing? Do you know what Snapchat is? No. Okay. Fill everyone in. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's what Snapchat is. And I've only, I've been on it for less than 24 hours. Uh, but Snapchat is a thing. You're about to have 240,000 followers though. On Snapchat? Yeah, I'm not even so. sure there's that many people doing Snapchat. And I'm really? not really sure why they're doing Snapchat. So that's why I've brought in it as a topic for discussion <laughs> for this evening. Um, I got onto it because my friend Scott Dooley was all about Snapchat and making jokes about Snapchat. And anytime there's a thing that people, in the same ways, I don't want to watch the Harlem Shake or Gangnam Style or whatever. But you I'm a social to- commentator. I need to be across the things that everybody yep. else is totally, talking about, totally. right? So everyone seemed to be talking about Snapchat. I'm like, well, I've got to have a look at what Snapchat is. Sure. Snapchat is a uh, like an app, a, a Twitter, an Instagram, that sort of sort of thing, yeah. where basically what you do is you send a three-second 
photo to somebody. So it's like Instagram. Yeah. You can put a caption on the photo, like, you know, sort of with a message. The person holds on that photo, like holds on the button, and in three seconds it disappears. Gone forever. Gone forever. You only get to see it once. You only get to see it once for three seconds, wow. and it is not kept. Like there's no, you know, you can't kind of keep it in that moment. You can screenshot it. Right. If, if you've got enough, enough hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need an extra person. Because to touch the two buttons of the screenshot in the three seconds you have and touch the button that you have to hold to get it up, mm. you need an extra set of hands, right? It's and Getting up, you mean the app. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But, wow. but you bring me on to, to of course, at. the yeah. uh, to- topic of discussion, which is that it's become a thing for sex. Because, obviously, why would you want to send a person a photo for three seconds that they can't keep unless it's a photo of well, something okay, that... Perhaps could we, could we brainstorm? What are some things that you would only want to see for three seconds? Like the Australian newspaper. Yeah, perhaps we, perhaps we, that could be a thing. The Australian sends us all a photo of the front page for three seconds. The results of the touring Australian cricket team. <laughs> yes. That's about uh, three seconds done. Three seconds is almost too long, to that's, be honest. That's as long as their first innings a couple of games ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, packed to the rafters. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. yeah be that would be a great way of delivering the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> the part that wasn't commercially sponsored and totally prostituted for its art. So, in, in the you've been on it 24 hours? Yeah, 24 Just hours. Just give us, I don't know, three or four things that you've seen in 24 hours. Well, here's what I would say is I'm expecting a barrage of cock <laughs> because that's apparently... <laughs> just edit that out. Use it for the promo. <laughs> G'day, I'm Will Anderson and I'm expecting a barrage of cock. Come down to the cock festival on the weekend. We've got cock, cock, cock. <laughs> it's a non-stop block of cock. <laughs> we've got cold, hard, icy cold cans of cock. That's what we've got. It's a cocktopus. I look forward to the sponsorship. By said cock. Right. It's a seven o'clock cock block. <laughs> Channel nine. Oh. We've got celebrity all-star cock. Cocktacular. Cocktacular. It's the only thing they didn't get into with the block this season. I don't really watch any of those shows, but I thought it was an interesting choice that Josh Thomas went on uh, Celebrity Splash. Mm. And here's what I'm going to say. People might think that I'm about to be mean-spirited, but I'm not. <gasps> here's what I fucking... This is what I like is about... Is this like preempting something with not being nasty, but... No, I'm not a racist, no but, but, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Just saying. I don't want to offend you, but here's something I'm going to offend you. No offence, but here's the offence. Mm. No. Okay. Here's what I fucking dig about Josh Thomas. You know why Josh Thomas is doing Celebrity Splash? Because he thinks it's hilarious and ridiculous yeah. and he will enjoy being part of something. And I get that. Because mm. I, I would love to do those things to see how ridiculous it would be to do those things. Yes. Do but you- I don't have the courage that he has to go, I will put aside, aside my ego and my reputation and not care what people think and say, <laughs> I'm actually going to do this. So a big fun time. Yeah, right? Is, are you saying now that you've said no to Dancing with the Stars have, and ice yes. skating? Have you said no? You've said no? They've asked you, so you said no? Not to all of them, but to uh, if you wanted to guess a fair share of them, yes. <laughs> Most of them come across my desk, and all of them I've said no to. Not all of them come across my desk. Is it a like form that. letter, like a select all celebrities, um, dear select all Oh, no, they, <laughs> they do a lot of work. They lay it on yeah. thick? To be honest, it's not like a one-night stand with these guys. <laughs> they try to... Do they bring in potential dance partners and go, woo, look at that? I got invited one year to the finale of Dancing with the Stars nice. and the party. Nice. And was, it's fair to say, 
uh, treated very, very well at this party, right? <laughs> treated, didn't pay for a drink. Nice. Like it was a... The hookers were free. Right. But you know what? Not far from that being the case. Oh, wow. Like it was that it was oh. that sort of, you know, party. Yeah. Mm. And then at about three o'clock in the morning when I'm having one of the best nights of my life, you get the little... You know, sign here. This is what uh, every night. Is what is like life could be like all the time. Oh, wow. If you're on dancing with the stars. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Do you have a little pen in your hand, where you just sort of shakily like hovering over the signature spot? You know, there's moments in life, and another one was recently. Uh, it was my birthday, and I was in the states, and I went to my um, uh, pharmacy, my medicinal mm. marijuana shop, and um, because I'm legally allowed to smoke it, and that's not something that I'm, I'm ashamed of saying. I have a card. I've got a doctor's appointment. It's medicine. But um, uh, I went there on my birthday and they gave me a free ounce of weed because it was my birthday and it was four o'clock in the afternoon and I was so devastated that I had not known the fact that <laughs> weed dispensaries would give you a free ounce of weed. I would have spent the entire day going from weed dispensary to weed dispensary like in my, it's my birthday! I love that that's still a thing because I haven't seen that's it. That's a thing. I, I haven't yeah. seen it since. I, like, do you remember it? Like, what that's a hub, A pizza hut, you get like a free thing until you were 12. Right, Boost. On your Boost Juice on your birthday. What? Are you serious? On your birthday, if you can front up to Boost Juice, if you can prove it's your birthday that yeah. day, free Boost. I was devastated last year. Normal size or large size? Original big Original normal size. Oh, well, that's good. I was overseas in America too. Did you get a Boost? To get a free boost? Not in America, you don't. No boost. No, but I mean, like, I, what I mean is, like, oh, if you boost? go to Boost Juice on your day, yes. do you have to get a regular boost? Or can you get, like, can you say, I'm uh, having the, like, immunity booster and the, the gym booster and the... Some wheat germ. Like, is there a cutoff? I haven't tried it on, but I think next time it's got to be, I'll have one with the lot. Right. Thanks. Exactly. That's all what, in my that birthday, cup. bitch. It's going down. Yeah, Fill yeah, it up sure. with whatever boosters you've got. That's right. Immunity. It's peptides. Happening. Do you have some peptides? <laughs> Whack them in there. Still knocks. Right. Can I have everything? Whatever. The whole the whole shebang. I didn't get to have it, but if, if you same thing, like I've been, I've not been greedy. I've just right. gone to one boost shop and had the boost. I should be working it because there's within a, a fifty right. kilometer radius of where I live, easily twenty boosts. Yeah, and that that's a birthday well spent. Damn straight. <laughs> Driving from boost juice to boost. Uh, juice. Right. No. But at the end of the that's day, that's not a thing. You don't no, want to. You don't want to get picked up by a boost bus. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what we've become? I just want people to know that when I booed myself at the end of that, I did it in the theme of the old ABC promo. That was wah, wah, wah. Right. So I'm still promoing the network. Glad to be part of you, auntie. Anyway, Snapchat. Yes. Is it a thing? What's wow. the best Snapchat you've ever received? Well, in the last here's the thing. I've hours. only found one person who sent me one. So oh, was yeah. it a cock? It wasn't. A, it wasn't. That, it was just a friend good. of mine who sent me. Hey, you're on Snapchat. Couldn't it be funny stuff though? Like it what doesn't do necessarily oh, have no, to be could sexy be. Could or be bad. Oh, it? oh well, I mean that's like the internet. Yeah. The internet could be a tool that combines us together as a human mind between the intelligences of our entire. Like the world can come together in a machine. I can talk to you, and you can be in a completely different country, and we can be doing an interview on the radio. Wow. And our minds come together when we combine them through technology. But, but instead, it's <laughs> <laughs> a whole other world. Porn and Back to the Future fan fiction. That's. <laughs> Basically, what the internet is. Okay. If you want to see funny cats, uh, hey, we've invented the world's greatest machine. What should we put on it? Funny cats, I think. Mostly funny cats. <laughs> a bit of hate. Oh, if we yeah. could put some hate on, that'd be really good. Oh, and then, 
nude photos that disintegrate in three seconds. And Can people we... being angry, <laughs> people being angry at the drop of a hat about something. Oh, about people dropping their hat. Yes. Oh, outrageous. So angry. It was a good hat. So upset about that I... person that dropped their hat. <laughs> exactly. I blame you, Julia Gillard. Have you got two liar? Yes. <laughs> Have you got Snapchat, Mulk? I, I don't. This is the first I've heard of it. And You've I, never heard of it. So, I've never heard of so it. So there's the commercial Big Brother, which never really took off Facebook poke. So Facebook mm. Facebook saw Snapchat so there, and they made poke. And so same thing, different brand. Rebecca, right. have you poked or snapped? Uh, not today. Not today? No. Ever? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> She's respectable. Yes. She's a good person. You know what I mean? She's a nice person. She's got a, a state full of people that listen to her five right. nights a week. And trust her. She can't break that trust. But I just got a little bit confused because I've seen something that's it's a slightly extended Snapchat, I think it is. Vine. Because it's... it's, oh, it's oh, Vine. Vine. But that's that doesn't six, go away. That's six seconds and it stays around forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, her, like that girlfriend like I had in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Oh, well, we're all going there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'll people at home one. are doing their own jokes Rattling while they're yeah, still yeah. trying to guess the Band. Tweet us your joke with that one. <laughs> Was it 1200 techniques? <laughs> no, they weren't a band. Oh, they wow. were not a thing. Mm. They were 1200 techniques, not a thing. Did, not you, a thing. did you actually say the year of the Arias that was? Well, no? you're on radio from 2001 to 2004. Uh, sounds about right. Yeah, okay. Lock it into those Arias. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Somewhere between when I was 26 and when I was 30. Out at Homebush. <laughs> yeah, at Homebush. Mm. Okay, yeah. we'll get there. When uh, this band were a thing. Wikipedia over here is going to sort that out for yeah. us. Yeah. Okay, the analogue version of Snapchat. Chat, yes. Would you agree would be the uh, girl on the shoulders at a concert flash? Yeah, but th- you know what? I'm wrapped for a girl on... Like, because here's the thing. If you're blocking someone's view by being on the shoulders, what you're doing in return is that you're making up for that by <laughs> taking your top off. But and they're never facing views. the way yeah. of the people they're blocking them. You only get to see her back. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. No? Do you not like... She likes... She's waving around. Oh, okay. She's having a great time. <laughs> you get a bit it's of side boob at best. Boob, yeah, which is and better you know than normal boob. Also, and also, you know what's great? Naked back. <laughs> yeah. Naked back, because you know what's around the other you side. You know, there boobs. are naked boobs at the front. That's boobs are at the start. I've got imagination. Side boob. And the internet. Side boob is very big at the Oscars this year, so... I know what's around the other side. Three seconds. It's like Snapchat. It's like live Snapchat. Which always made it really confusing for me as a kid when I saw Total Recall, because I think, from memory, that those three boobs were the first boobs that I'd ever seen other than, say, my my mother's when I was in the shower as a child. Of course. Um, So I... I didn't understand. Why she had three boobs. Or why she was green. But then it was a film. Yeah. Well, that was why. Mm. I love that that was the only thing they kept from the original movie too as well. They're like, when they did the remake, they're like, we'll keep the girl with three boobs. Um, Everything else is different. Hey, should we take any of the things that made the original film watchable? No, No. we don't want any of those. We'll just keep the girl with the three boobs and make the world's worst remake. Let's put Colin Farrell in it because that'll be better. Right. Colin Farrell shouldn't be in things where he thinks he's serious. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah, Isn't he great in comedies? Yeah, yeah. Like se- Seven Psychopaths uh, yep. in Bruges, like those sort of movies yep. where he's being funny. I think he has amazing comic timing and real charm as a comic lead. He's not and a then serious they put him in serious hero. things as an action hero and I hate him. There's a lot of women who beg to disagree. Well, no, but you don't like the movies. You just like the fact that Colin Farrell is hot, right? Mm. You just want to see his naked back. Oh my I God, have see, you seen that I porn film with Colin Farrell? Boob. You know there's a porn film, a celebrity sex tape with Colin Farrell, right? No. Yeah. I don't even know about Snapchat, Will. I'm very... (laughs) Colin Farrell did like a celebrity sex tape and it's like pretty... And to be honest... Like how do you rate it, Will? Well, (laughs) 
here's what I would say. Did you watch it through to the end? I, well, I mean, it enough goes. When I watched it enough, I got through to the end. I, I mean, sometimes, yeah. It's like, yeah. In one, in one or three minutes segments. Right, I mean, like, whatever, but I got through it. Yeah. I got through in the end. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings in one take either. I mean, that's not my judgments. It was a long movie. I've Kate Blanchett s- was pretty hot. Right. Kate Blanchett was in Having Sex with Colin Farrell? Oh, God. Wow. Are we there? No. <laughs> Sorry, I ruin everything. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I'm like a Band-Aid in your soup. You do. I am. Um, <laughs> it's only a small ingredient, but it makes everything wrong. I am. Um, so... It's a good sex tape, and if you're already a fan of Colin Farrell, then you will... Over the top? You will be an extra fan of Colin Farrell. You know how the girl in Total Recall had three boobs? Uh, when you watch this video, you're like, oh my God, Colin Farrell has three legs. It's... <laughs> I mean, you'll be happy. That, that, that's all I'm saying. Like, is this Rolf Harris in the goodies? No, it's Colin Farrell, IRL, in real life. Mm-hmm. He... Wow. I'm I mean, just- he literally has sex with a girl from another suburb. They're in a <laughs> different postcode. It's ridiculous. His penis has to pay a toll as it crosses over. It goes through the tunnel, not not the tunnel, obviously a different tunnel. Another tunnel to get on to the, the way tunnel. there. There was the anyway. I've ruined everything. Yeah. I'm Adam Hills. Watch this and smacks. And uh, Colin, if you are please, listening, I'm glad. Snapchat us. Yeah, please. please. Snapchat yeah. the hell out of I'm us. I'm Will underscore Anderson. But here's the thing. Can I just? That's why I needed to point out. This is not morning. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's night and it's you've done night. a show. And I've night. done a show. I feel like I've talked enough. Someone else. My, my concern with three seconds of anything <laughs> right. is at, at the stage that Snapchat is at, <laughs> right. I think people think that innocently, you know, I can send Will a picture of my boobs or, right. or Please something. Please do. Will underscore Anderson Snapchat. <laughs> or your male genitalia. Something. Right. Send a picture. I don't discriminate. Send Will, Will a picture Anderson of your cat. Snapchat. Something. Right. Any pussy shots. Three seconds. <laughs> will underscore Anderson. At some point, yeah. someone will go, apart from the, I need to hold down four buttons, but I can get a screenshot of this in yeah. three seconds. Someone else is going to work out, here's the app you need to have right. to capture your Snapchat stuff. Uh, yeah. So and that thing you sent that was there never seconds and it's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. Next week it's on the internet. Of course it is. And you know what that means? That's the thing. Snapchat's yeah. not the thing. No. It's the thing that comes next. You're right. Mm. You're so, that is absolutely so true. Mm. It's always the thing. Yes, exactly. Because who's going to fall we have this, this moment? Kids, like Everyone's teenagers. like, this is great. We have this moment where we can... No, you can't. Yeah. Someone's already come up with a thing. We're all consenting adults. And if right. we want to send pictures of, of a cat to right. Will, exactly. we can. You can. We Please deal do. with the outcome. Will underscore Anderson. But if you're Snapchat. a teenager and you think... Cause, you know, oh, and oh, guy, if you're a teenager, please. <laughs> please. But if you're in those We've lost enough years. ABC hosts this year already. <laughs> <laughs> please hey. do not... It's, it's coming back. My favourite part about this podcast is whenever we go too far, Rebecca is, hang on, I've got to get further away from the microphone. Yeah, Rebecca. <laughs> All fixed now. <laughs> Rebecca is in the same suburb as Colin Farrell. It's... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I ruined everything. Please never put this up on the internet. Okay. I, you're not recording this, right? This no. Is fine. Is this on? It's fine. Is That's this- right. The, the, the teenagers and because and, this is what I can say as a, as a parent right. uh, I am concerned that my kids will grow up in a world where they think they have Could to be really Could you start this analogy you know? just by saying as a busy mum As a busy mum yeah. I find it difficult to make sure my kids are eating nutritious healthy food on the go <laughs> yeah. I so know what you mean <laughs> 
now, I, I, you know, kids will think oh, I've sent you know the boy at school a picture of me and you know just my underwear, my butt because I think it looks right. hot. Three seconds gone, no big exactly. deal. Exactly. He sent me back a picture of his butt and his boxer yeah. shorts, and we're just sort of right. uh, playing off each other, a bit of fun. It's innocent. The images go away. Right. And then tomorrow well, at school, don't. stuck up on the wall, yeah. is uh, increasing uh, pictures of me and increasing states of nudity. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I am shamed to death. And here's what I would say: is despite my jokes and what people might think is my attitude to this, I'm actually very conservative when it comes to this because I genuinely fear about mm. that. The first time I saw a naked woman was when I saw a naked woman. Yet kids these days at 12, 13, whenever yeah. they get an iPhone, are exposed to hardcore pornography, right? Now, hardcore pornography, that's not what... It's, hardcore pornography should have... If people use it as adults because they're adults, then fine, whatever. You know, I'm fine with that. The problem but, is it's sex education these days. Right. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. It should have one of those warnings like the wrestling has to have down the bottom that says, <laughs> these are professionals. It's not real. Don't try this at home. Yeah, this yeah. is not what people are actually doing mm. because kids think that's what people are doing. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't doing that. It's a fantasy world, but you see these surveys and they talk about the things that kids are doing at a younger age because they're seeing them in these things and people think it's normal. And I don't like that at all. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel prudish. It makes me feel really worried about what effect that will have on the next generation of people who've been... Because as we all know also, even as adults, as consenting adults who might use pornography... You don't want to use too much of that shit because the more you use something, the more, like any drug or any sort of thing that you're using in that way, you get desensitized to it the more you do. Mm. If you want to drink, don't drink so much that you have to drink all the the time to feel like, and the same with weed or the same with any sort of drug is don't do it so much. And the same with pornography. You don't want to suddenly be like, nothing turns me on. I've just got to see a man fucking a toaster. That's the only way (laughs) I can get hard now. And and it's it's extremely horrible for, um, for, especially young guys going into relationships like, or their marriage or whatever is a young age and they find out horrendously in the marriage night that their wife doesn't like facials. Right. Or, or whatever. Right. Whatever or whatever act. Yeah, whatever yeah. thing, you know. Whatever that, thing that they should not like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're aware, the you're aware of this down. terminology, <laughs> No, I was just, what's a facial? Um, a facial is when a man ejaculates on a, a woman's face. Intentionally. Okay. It's, it's just, funny just and it makes you think. Up. That's what the Think Committee is. When right. my boss says yeah. to me, what did you talk about in the uh, Think Committee? Yeah. Okay, that's well, good. And, 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 you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it, comes, it comes across like, what's well, a bit dirty and whatnot, but it's it's actually, it's, it's it's a problem so many so many young couples are having. Oh, heck, all couples. Right. When, they were, when, when the guy goes, you know, like, I saw it in the movie, girls love this stuff. Yeah. And, with, and name any sexual acts, you know, and, and they find out that their wife isn't into this and mm. they're, they're devastated because they thought every girl loves anal mm. right it's a whole world of expectation it's a whole world of false expectation that's built out of the pornography industry like wrestling pr- trained professionals doing their thing versus the real life relationship of hey we're, we're, uh, whether it's I've just met you or hey this is the first time that we're making love for whatever reason now and it's it's cl- it's meant to be a bit clumsy initially because you work right. your way through that together but here's the other Not, thing is hey babe turn over what I think is really interesting is that our capacity for change is not matched by our capacity to talk about and evaluate and discuss the way that we that change affects us yeah so you can update very quickly like the technology moves at a rapid rate but our our conversations about how we're dealing with this technology and what effect this technology is actually having on our lives from day to day yeah we just accept it we go you can now do do this without us sitting back very often and going yes but should you just because we can do this yeah, yeah. it was like what I was talking about in my show tonight about the phone right yep. 
phone is clearly the greatest <laughs> invention of our age. The fact that you can hold a computer in your hand for less than $600 that has more uh, hardware and intelligence in it than the first rocket that went to the moon <laughs> is a wonder of our modern age. The fact that I can ring a radio station or Skype someone in another country and talk through that and it immediately goes to them and I'm looking at their face, that is a miracle beyond anything we could ever have comprehended. Yeah. But here's what we haven't done. Sat down and gone, hey, how does it affect us that we have to record everything? Yeah. How does I heard you guys talking about this with Danny McGinley when you were doing the podcast with him and he was talking about people filming people yeah. at concerts. And the thing for me that I always think about that is that it's so unromantic that you want to remember your life how it happened. Mm. Don't you want to remember your life going, this was something I remember as being great and over the years the story gets better yeah. and better yeah. Yeah. and better. Who wants it. your life to be a fucking documentary? <laughs> Do you know how yeah. interesting your life actually has to be from day to day if it can just be interesting? But I think that is the pressure that's on the younger generation too. It's got to be interesting all the time. It's got to be sexy all the time. It's if they be- saw the editing right. that it's went got- into a Kardashian show, if they saw the, if they saw the amount of um, B-roll or just stuff that ended up on or the floor scripting. of a documentary... Yeah, or, yeah. or reshooting the preparation for for them to casually turn up to a restaurant to have dinner they, it gets scoped by the production team they get the table picked out they have the lights in place right. when they turn up mm. it's outrageous nothing naturally happens in in man so but coming back to pornography being modern day sex education why aren't we any better at giving sex education why hasn't that improved why is everyone still squeamish well, it's always been awkward I'm I'm married to an amazing girl we we, we communicate like we we have problems and we'll stop and say look this is a problem we'll talk about it like like it's the it's the United Nations like we are we are fucking awesome communicators yep. but then today it's weird though that you invite um, <laughs> Ban Ki-moon <into> the- <laughs> who trust who trust Gali's coming no Josh you need to put your hand here <laughs> like but, Kofi Annan's outside going I'm, I'm fine if you need to tag me in um, this is a segment called name your favourite UN leaders <laughs> I consider my wife and I amazing communicators but still this morning, say, is Kevin this morning, Rudd, have you seen Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> this morning, we had a major communication failure, um, and so so like we we talk about we talk about sex and and like what's good and bad, and like hey that that was fucked, <laughs> and we'll talk about it, mm. and and. And, but even even us who are, I consider us amazing communicators because I force it because I don't want to the last thing I want in life is a divorce like I'd rather like just devastation and I'd rather everyone die before I get divorced wow. it's, just, it's like a fear right. um, and uh, and so I just I want to communicate the hell out of this yeah. marriage but even even me like I, I work so hard on it and not to say no one else does I'm sure everyone that gets married does like, no, I'm, not, I'm not sure that everybody who does get married oh, but, does but, but, but I'm, I'm sure they, they'd like to think that they would right. you know it's, it's an ideal how but long even, have you been married? Even, I mean married seven months yeah so so I've, I'm making an effort to communicate but even with that today we had a major communication breakdown tears etc um, that was uh, just from Josh yeah <laughs> it was much. from me <laughs> I wasn't even there <laughs> I just feel emotional I don't know why God I was just but, watching but yeah, the even loser. through all that like we still have little communication breakdowns and even even with sex you know even though we like to talk about it so I'd, I'd, I'd imagine there's some people that are a little bit insecure and like mm. you know or just a person that isn't a great communicator doesn't know how to share his feelings with his girl or vice versa you know like, or, or, look teachers put teachers in front of a bunch of 16 year olds or 12 year olds whatever age you want to teach them that's 
Like that's well, was, it isn't it isn't the kind of thing you can just curriculum curriculize putting curriculum. I was talking way. to a woman who does really kind of upfront sex education at a bunch of independent schools, and she kind of does it on the sly because she talks really graphically about sex. And she says the first thing she does when she walks into a room full of sixteen-year-old boys who are joking around and aren't really hey. interested, you know, how yeah. is um, she says, "All right, let's talk about blowjobs." And the room goes silent. Yeah, yeah. Right. She knows what they are. (laughs) But you know the interesting thing about that for me is that we're so... And this is one of the reasons I've always kind of had the philosophy of trying to be as open about talking about everything that is true. Because I know that it's things that we, as a society, feel uncomfortable talking about. And, Mm. like, I always try to endeavour to, at least in every show that I ever do, try to reveal one thing that is, like... Like, I mean, in tonight's show that you guys saw, they, I talked about that time I ate cake out of a bin. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yes. and last year I talked about the time that girl fell asleep while I was going down on her. And, yeah. like, I always try to, like, reveal... Yeah. Same, same, Beck. To be honest, exactly the same mouth motion. Uh, so... <laughs> To be honest, they had those two stories had a lot in common. Yeah, that's the stuff. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot more, but we can't. Do- anyway, yeah. we can't divulge that. But I um. Which one hurt you more? Oh, definitely the girl falling asleep. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I was fine with the cake out of the bin. I I put the cake in the bin. Was I it your bin? It was my bin. No. I, put, I put it in there. Yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. That's not a thing. Yeah, no, that's it's not like a thing. Like the floor, you know. It's- but yeah, no, I once down on a girl and she fell asleep, and uh, that was pretty devo. Mm. <laughs> so like everyone in like the worst sound you ever hear when you're having sex <laughs> is someone going ah ah. It's <laughs> 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 not encouraging. That's a sex education lesson right there. So, oh, but here's here's what I would, that. Okay, but here's the point I'm going to make, and maybe I'm overthinking this, but here's the point I'm going to make. We spend a lot of time in our society, and you know this hosting radio, obsessing about things day after day that divide us. The small amount of things that we don't have in common dominate the most of the discussion we have. Yet the things that we all have in common, we spend so little time acknowledging and communicating about. Mm -hmm. Most of the people in the world masturbate, yet if if you... tried to bring up the topic of masturbation in company people would despite the fact that it's a thing yeah, yeah. that most of us do yet we'll happily talk about on radio every day a thing that like you know that we don't have in common we'll debate that endlessly yeah. but things that we do have in common we feel very paranoid about admitting about being flawed human beings part of the problem with our world is that we judge our lives based on a thing that doesn't exist we budge, we judge our lives we don't want to be as happy as other people are. We want to be as happy as what we think other people are, which yeah, is not wow, as happy yeah. as they yeah. actually are. We think everybody else's relationship is perfect. We think if I was not with this person, I'd be able to have sex with all these fictional, wonderful people that don't actually exist. The grass is always greener on the other side. And I think that's our problem, that we have unrealistic expectations of how happy we're actually meant to be and we're judging ourselves against those. What, that's the problem. What do you think would happen if we had realistic <clears throat> expectations what would happen then what sort of world would it be radio and TV networks would just shut down Fall instantly apart. <laughs> but part of it is this body of politic that we have at the moment that tells Australia and this is something I talk about in the show but this is a you can look this up I, I, in fact I've got the link on my Facebook page Australia was recently on a worldwide study of conditions that it is to be born in country by GDP <clears throat> by health conditions by life expectancy if you are someone who is going to have a baby yep. Australia is currently the 
number two country in the entire world to be born in, only behind the Swiss. In 1988, we were 18th on that list. America was first and they are now about 11th or 12th or something like that. Australia is one of the greatest and luckiest and most beautiful places in the entire world to be born. But... For the rest of it, yeah. The, the Guardian just published an article last week uh, saying that Australia has experienced 27 years of growth, of year-on-year year growth. Unprecedented. Yeah. Mm. If you travel the world like I do for my work... Now, this is not to deny, my parents are dairy farmers. The dairy farming industry has been very hurt by the high Australian dollar, by you know the, the changing state of the Australian industry. Yeah. But here's the thing. I travel the world and I've been in the UK doing shows and I've been in America doing shows and I see how hard people are really doing it and I come back here and I see us whinging all the time about how bad it is because this is what we're told all the time you deserve more update someone else has got what you have someone's coming in on a boat and they're going to take it you deserve more sometimes I don't think we sit around and go okay right despite our individual struggles this is not to diminish your individual struggles Mm -hmm. but we should acknowledge that every single person has a story and every person is going through individual struggles and then also I feel like I was more comfortable doing the dick jokes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really, Will? Because I've taken a nasty turn, Will. On, on my Bucks night, I made a, I made a joke on social media that didn't go down with didn't go down well with Britt, my wife, and uh, and I thought that she was offended, and I didn't find out till after. I thought she was offended because I made a masturbation joke, right. but she was offended because I made a joke about being broke. The joke was, I said, uh, "Bucks night tonight. We can't afford strippers, so we're all just going to sit sit around and watch Red Bull, uh, Red Tube, right? Yeah, masturbate, yeah, so, sure, yeah, cheap strippers, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and, Thanks for clarifying. And, uh, and she, 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 she SMS deleted it. It's horrible. And I thought, oh, yeah, red box, uh, red tube joke doesn't doesn't go down well. But yeah, she doesn't like joking um, about being broke because we're we're not we're not broke. We're not rich, but we, you know, we've yeah we we don't pay the bills. Yeah, bills are paid. Uh, I've got things. Wearing clothes, life's great. No complaints. And you yeah, should Snapchat that you're wearing clothes. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she doesn't like she doesn't like us. Um, she doesn't like me joking about being broke. Like, it's because it's a joke thing. It's a like, you know, right. Yeah, because there is part of that which is that you're like downgrading people who are actually broke. Like yeah, you're not intentionally yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think that's your intention. But when anytime you joke about being broke, when you actually have quite a nice life and that things are fine, yeah, yeah. then you're basically, you know, kind of mocking people who are actually broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not your intention at all. No, no, no. Like it's like making a you know an Ipswich joke without making an Ipswich joke. I had a really interesting one uh, a couple of years ago because uh, I was quite a chubby child and I used to do a big routine about uh, chubby children as well when we were the second most obese children thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had this whole routine about it. But when I did it in my show, I put it in the context of explaining about when I was a chubby child and here's how what would have helped me. Like, you know, like that mm-hmm. was kind of the context. Yep. At the end of the day, it was still kind of a fat joke, to be honest. <laughs> but it was in the context of I was kind of making the joke about myself. Yeah, yeah. But I did it at the gala one year, and I didn't do the bit about myself. I just did like the, the kind of funny taggy <sighs> bit without the context. Didn't even think about it. Because for me, I knew what I was saying and what my intentions were. And you know, this was a yeah. joke I'd ri- originally written to make fun of myself. But I took that bit out. So people who didn't see me or don't know me well enough to know that I wouldn't sort of make that sort of joke just saw that joke and so it's one of those things where you like you gotta go well you gotta be aware of the context 
in which you know your joke is and sometimes hey if you're a guy now making like a joke about fat kids and you're like skinny on stage making this joke maybe you just seem like a prick Mm. like maybe it doesn't seem like you're making a joke that you relate to maybe it seems like and and that's that sort of thing about making a joke about being poor it's like well we're not that poor you know like I know what you were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fun. You didn't mean anyone any harm by that joke. But I get why someone else might go. And that's the thing with, I knew I meant no harm when I made that joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I also, when someone got upset, was like, oh, no, no, no. I can also mm. see why you didn't think that was a great joke. And I would not do that again if I had my time over. But, you know. Did you cop a lot of backlash from it? Oh, not heaps. But I'm aware of all the... Sensitivities. I, well, here's what I would like to say: is that I am unapologetic unless I'm wrong. Nice, right? Because mm. sometimes I am wrong. Sometimes, like this joke, yeah. the thing that I'm explaining, my intention wasn't wrong, but my action was wrong. So I want to learn from that. Yeah. Like the only criticism that hurts me is criticism that I think is accurate. Yes. Right. Mm. Yeah. If someone says to me, like, if someone yells out in a show, in a show where I'm killing, you're not funny, you dickhead. Well, I'm like, well. Everybody else is laughing. Yeah. Like we've done a survey. <laughs> you know, you're Top wrong. Five responses are right. Like everyone else gets it. You're wrong. That's fine. Mm. But if someone says to me, "Hey, I thought that thing you were doing was kind of like bullying of young people who are fat," and how about the way they would think when mm. you make that joke? I'd be like, you know what? That's probably a fair enough point. Yeah. Like I'm. I didn't think I'd made a mistake when I made it. But now that you've given me a different perspective, on, this is why I get This a, is what you've done a show called Willosophy, right? Right. I feel like we're back there because I'm just leaning in listening. You're but, like a cult leader. Okay, but here's what I would say The Willuminati, join up. <laughs> I'm selling books, $29.95. And that's after. next year's show title taken yeah. care of. So the thing that I would say, um, uh, sorry, I've, I've, now I've lost my train of thought. What, I was, what, was, what was I talking about? Apologize. Oh. Someone yeah. pointed it out and you're willing to acknowledge that. Right. So this is what I get pissed off about in our level of public debate. Whether Julia Gard, Julia Gillard did something dodgy 20 years ago and whether Tony Abbott punched a wall 20 years ago or whether the Tony Abbott said this about women 20 years ago, it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. No matter what side of politics you believe in, you should take into account people's past and what made them the person they are. But 20 years ago, I thought Wham! were the best band in the world. Like <laughs> Things have changed. I'd prefer someone say, you know what? Like I did have this attitude towards lesbians and then my sister became a lesbian and I was forced to reconsider the very things that I thought I knew to be true because I yeah. suddenly was like, how could I deny my sister that love? She's my sister. And then I got a better understanding of this relationship and maybe maybe now I don't believe in gay marriage, but I'm not saying that in the future I won't because I'm a person who thinks that if you get better information, change your mind. What, right? so, but what's at the heart of all of this stuff this 20 year ago th- some people think it's a thing. You don't think it's a thing. But the media... I and, think it and, should be... And a lot of people... What? Why? Slightly a thing. Slightly yeah. a thing. No, mm. Not all the media. I work in the media. I'm, I'm responsible responsible for publishing media. And I'm, I'm, I'm well aware because of my personal circumstance that, that people can change. But, you know, 10 years ago... Right. 10 years ago... Well, you know, so let's be exact. 13 years ago, I was, I was a completely different person. You know, like with um, crime, etc. Jolene know. was his name at that point. <laughs> wow. Right. And I was a bad bitch. What, no, hap- no, what no. happened 13 years ago? But, oh, I was a kid. You know, I, I, was, I, was, a, I was... um Well, 13 years ago, I was, I was a 
18, you know, and I was just doing stupid shit because I had no idea. And I learned about, uh, you know, re- repercussions, responsibilities, and now I don't do stupid shit. Hmm. Here's what I'd love. If Tony Abbott had gone on 60 Minutes in that interview with Liz Hayes that he did, and this had been the question about his past. Hey, 20 years ago you said this. Play what he said, and then say to him, is that still what you believe? Yeah, no, that's fair. And if so... Uh, sorry, if not, explain why you don't believe that, what you believe now and how you came from that belief to this belief. Yeah. And if he s- sat there and gave me that explanation, I could then, as a voter or whatever, judge, okay, well, I either choose to believe that he has gone on that journey and he does believe that now, or you can sit there and go, I don't believe a word he said and I reckon he still believes exactly the same thing he did back then. But no one gives... These politicians are so wrapped up in having to give the trite answer mm-hmm. or the answer they're prepared or the focus group tested answer mm-hmm. that we don't get a sense of just tell me the truth just get up there yeah. and say this is what i believe in and this is why i believe it and this is, and then we can decide whether we want to support that or not support that but the, the problem with our modern day politics is that you don't even get to choose between two people that you get a sense of what it is they are and what they yeah. believe in that's the problem except possibly when julia gillard's backed into a corner that's when a lot of people say wow there's moments where I want that to be absolutely true. And then there's moments where, you know, I have a moment with her where you, she makes the original misogyny speech and you think it's a defining moment in a woman standing up in that time and, you know, her capturing that moment. And then you have the thing of last week where it seemed to be thrown in as like a cheap political line mm. and you just think, who are you? Just let me know who you are. Yeah. Why would you want to be prime minister? And clearly, I mean, if everything goes to what people think it's going to be going to, right? Why would you want to be the Prime Minister that that steered the Titanic into the iceberg, but in the meantime, while you were sailing it, didn't legalise gay marriage? Why do you want to be yeah. the Prime Minister that they talk about in the documentaries about how once one of the most progressive countries in the entire world, one of the first countries to give the women the vote, was one of the was ten years behind South Africa yeah. on giving people equal human rights? When you're behind behind South Africa in giving people equal human rights, then I just Catch don't up. understand. Yeah. Like, would you, why you wouldn't at least go, we're going to get some shit through. They did the NDIS. Like, yep. that is a beautiful thing to yeah. ensure that people with disabilities have an insurance scheme. They've got some shit through. They have some shit that she can look back on and go, this is my legacy. No yes. matter how badly it ended, there is some stuff there. But there's big ticket items as a lefty at heart but a pragmatist in real life that I just think then you've betrayed the things that I thought were important as well and I, I couldn't anyway anyway I'm Will Anderson I'm running for Parliament <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I hate about Will Anderson always pulling punches yeah. you know? just if only like, he told like, us what he really thought <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me... Can I raise a thing? Just, oh, I'm please. Well, 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 actually, oh, we, 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 we haven't even resolved my thing. We, we, we need to really quickly resolve Snapchat. Yeah. Is it oh. a thing? Yeah. No, no. We decided it's not a thing. I'm with what Steve said, which is... Uh, and, and what Beck yes. said, which was your collaboration, which was that the next thing is the thing. The next yeah. thing is the ah. thing. The thing that captured The step after All the All right, outcome. decided. Yeah. Okay, um, Beck, you had a thing? Hi, Beck. Can um, I go to the bathroom? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. It's, it's, it's where we came in. I don't know if you need to, like, do a pause. No, no, we'll no, just no, keep we'll on going. Carry on without you. <laughs> okay. I'm also going to take my cup then so I can get a drink. Okay. okay. So <laughs> what we down. see now is Will running as much as Will can run yeah. out the door with his glass after having made a pretty piss poor excuse about I need to go to the toilet. <laughs>
Why is that? Why is that poor? Because really, I mean, you, the man has sat here with an iron bladder, giving his his. He was wig- he opinion. was wiggling a lot. He was wiggling, but yeah. I put that down to enthusiasm. Yes, mm. he can talk. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. This is this is probably the best podcast that we've had, but the least structured. <laughs> And we were concerned because we drove Will here after the gig. We're talking about some stuff in the car that was all meant to be just sort of light, talk a bit about the gig and how he's doing. And it just developed. And then we all went, we need to record this. We need need to hold this for the podcast. So then did you drive in silence? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I can't ask you about that. Um, But Beck, what's what's your thing? Well, can I raise the thing without Will? We'll catch him up. That'll be part of the fun. All right. Well, it was it was kind of following on from what he was saying. Given what has happened in the last uh, couple of days in federal politics, I reckon it's fair to say that Kevin Rudd has been a thing. Mm. He's been our prime minister, and there's been and then he wasn't our prime minister, and that was a thing. And we'd like him to bring his thing onto this podcast just to put it out there. He'd be great on this. The, yeah, the invitation has gone out. My yeah. question is: uh, Is Kevin Rudd still a thing, or is that thing now done? As as Kevin Rudd, uh, public person, prime minister thing, or just Kevin Rudd as as a public figure thing. Uh, I, I guess leadership ambitions, and uh, in terms of the, the the background discussions about who should lead the Labor Party. Can I can I throw my little soapbox out there? Sure. The people need a hero. When I say need, like they desire a hero. That's that's why superhero comics are like are a thing. Like, you know, like people love a hero. That's Barack Obama's thing. He can just or just most American leaders. They just they they, they understand the hero thing. That we need someone to take us from where we are to this new thing. And uh, some people that's just an American, need to watch the world burn. That's an American culture. Yeah, it thing is. Yeah. Too. I don't know that Australians. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably more of a human thing. Like like leadership is it's a it's a DNA thing. But uh, Kevin Rudd. Just if if you if you forget the loving or the hating or labor or liberal or wherever you are, um, the 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 thing that, that Kevin let uh, in my opinion let us all down on last week was just uh, was was the hope in Kevin that someone. And someone told me, People told the media, the says, uh, someone on. told someone that there was hope in Kevin Rudd. And and most people weren't intelligent enough to know why. They just, that sounds like a good idea. Yep. Uh, and, and so they lost the hope in Kevin Rudd. So so you're asking whether but Kevin also, Rudd's a thing? But Kevin, Rudd was, Kevin Rudd was also doing that thing. Like, being, oh, I'm back. Yeah. I am um, uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Will Anderson, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to the Thing Committee. Uh, I'm Will Anderson, your host. And I'm joined by... <laughs> Uh, Josh Beck and Steve. Uh, 35 minutes past the hour. That was Jebediah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that white powder you just wiped off the counter? Oh, oh, come on. That's defamatory. This is all the callbacks the, all at once. That is the first defamatory thing that's been said in this podcast. And I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is Kevin Rudd a thing, Will Anderson? Uh, here's my problem with Kevin Rudd: is that Kevin Rudd is like that girlfriend that, or boyfriend, doesn't matter, non-sexual. Let's just say space. Um, uh, who got dumped, mm-hmm. and then uh, does everything they can to break up the new relationship. Oh. But then, when the other person finally is like, "All right, we'll break up and we will get back together," goes, "I don't even want to get back together. With you. I don't even want it. All I wanted to do was ruin your happiness. That's what he was." Do you think? Do you think Kevin's gutless. personally like? like Gutless. Like Kevin sitting there, move. like that's his that's his game plan. Yeah. Like personally, some or men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. That's what he is. It's interesting because part of the uh, the process that played out in the most recent spill that we're, that we're bringing up yeah. is that everyone else announced it. 
like Crean nailed his colours to the mast. Right. Changing from what he said earlier that day to later that afternoon, we, we are going to have to, this has right. to be resolved, blah, blah, blah. Fired up Julie Gillard for question time. And it was like 4.30 this afternoon. There will be a vote. She was yeah. ready. It was misogyny part two. Right. She's ready to bring oh, dude, this sucker home. It was well planned. On Saturday, I was told it was happening on Thursday afternoon. And and a lot of those things, like, it's all airing yeah, in yeah. the air. But I was, I was I was delivered information on be prepared for Thursday. So we were prepared for Thursday. We, and we, we had, we had yep. pages ready to roll. Yeah, although for the record, the press gallery are despicable when oh, it comes yeah. to this. They, yeah. miss, they miss the original spill. And so then in an effort to not miss this new spill, have called the spill. They're creating this spill. So many times. Like, this is literally, they're like, oh, we called this one. Yeah, this is one out of the last 180 times I, you yeah. said it was going to be <laughs> a spill. Stephen Conroy had the best line on the day where some, journalist was having a go at him about the whole process and and he just was straight back and congratulations you've called the spill 12 times successfully out of the last two right which was Stephen Conroy's got right in the last couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> hey hey let's not be knocking Conroy okay until right. I get my fibre to my house he is awesome yeah right let's just leave that at and that and then he'll just send that anything that you can get in on your fibre we fix that up that's we fine. can get oh, around that's right that. hey you know what we should do guys hey here's a really great idea <laughs> let's pick a fight with every media company in the country about an issue that we won't win yeah, just yeah. before the election golden I'm excellent at politics what's the Game I'm Stephen there. Conroy and I'm excellent at politics. Come and see me in my house. Right. Oh, you know when I said I was excellent? What I mean is terrible. I'm like the Forrest Gump of politics. I've never seen a stupider political move. Whether there's any validity in the legislation, which I think there probably is, it's nice to have an independent arbitrator of like the media in the country. Now, I would have liked to personally see it one more step away from government than they had proposed. Yes. But I think there is a role for an arbitrator of like, you know, the media stand and privacy and people not tapping people's phones and yeah, yep. they're having some sort of balance or at least some reliance on facts when you're reporting things would come to do with facts. Great. I think we can all agree that's a good idea. Yeah. I personally would like to see it a step away from government. Here's what you don't fucking do. Pick a fight with News Limited <laughs> when you're not going to win the fight. You've got to make sure that you've at least got to have... That's like me becoming like a UFC fighter. Like tomorrow, I'm just like, here's what I'm going to do. Fight in the UFC. You know you're going to get murdered. Yeah. D- no, it'll be great. <laughs> Everyone will be on my side. Tony Windsor will help me out. No, he won't. Yeah. Turns out he won't in any way. Question for the committee. Have, can you recall a, a sitting prime minister slash sitting government be applauded on a continual basis by by a newspaper? Where where like you open the open up the Daily Telegraph and it's like everything's good today, two page issue. Come back tomorrow, shit might happen then. If it bleeds, it leads. Nobody yeah. wants to see good news. No, it would never happen. And and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing because there should be constant analysis and criticism and right. debate and argument. They it, will it, go it, soft, would, it would be though. very dangerous. You know who sees a lot of positive headlines? The Chinese government. They're doing a stunning job from what I read. Right. I'll tell you who else gets and some good press. from what I hear in the internet in China, they're yeah. doing very, very well. I'll tell you who else gets some good press. Kim Jong-un. Right. He's oh. doing okay. Seriously. Loving it. Dennis Rodman's all over his ass. <laughs> the thing, the thing that, that scares me a little bit in, in all of this is with all of the, the fluff that went on with Thursday with the spill and then right down to the wire and was it what, 4, 420? 422, Kevin Rudd holds effectively a doorstop with the gathered journalists. Right, and just for the record, for any stoners listening, 420, what a great time to, you know, that's the code for, yeah, that's yeah. the your code. <laughs> 
if you ask I don't some, know the drug references yeah. or the sex if references. Ask, I feel like I've lived such a shit yeah, life. If you ask someone if they're 420, that's code for do you have weed. Is so, that a track yeah. mark on your arm, Will? Uh, hey, it was a pimple. <laughs> and you know it was a pimple. Oh, you saw the pimple before the show. The pimple has a hell of a habit. Uh, we, so 420, it's, it's stepping up and he's, he's saying to him, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I'm not going to You're run, which terribly hangs out word. to dry and very smug at the same time. Oh my god! But terrible. hangs out to dry. Terrible. Simon Crean, who has said, "I wasn't a Rudd supporter. I now am. Well, right. We need to see change. All of these sorts of things." But he's, the words that Kevin has chosen are very, very exact. Yeah. He said, I will not... And everyone's got... Uh, Kevin Rudd said he won't lead the, the Labor yeah. Party. That's not what he said. He said, I won't lead... I won't contest for the leadership of the Labor Party. When the Labor Party comes to me and says... The subtext is, when they come to me and say, Kevin, you have to... That's when he'll say, my party has asked for my leadership right. and I'm They're back. all so horrible. It's, it's, They're it's all just double a, word rubbish. But mm. I don't think, I don't want to blame the individuals, even though it feels like we should blame the individuals. Mm. But I think the system's broken. Yeah. I honestly do think it's that every two week opinion. How are people meant to plan for the future? How are they meant to do something that might take three years or four years or plan for climate change or the actual future <laughs> yes. when we're judging them every two weeks by what the opinion poll is? Yeah. It'd be like saying to same bolt look i know you were great at the olympics but i saw you walking to a nightclub the other night yeah. and you weren't going very fast at all and but do you uh, do you pay attention to opinion polls no but it sets the agenda for like the government gets set in this and you know this being in radio it's never about what, what is this going to be in four years time it's about how what's the headline in the paper going to be tomorrow what's the story going to be in the paper tomorrow so things like leadership become the story instead of on thursday and yes. this is this is the thing that I resent about what Crean did. I think Crean, in a lot of ways, did the circuit breaker. And for a guy who's gone to the back bench for the first time in 23 years, yeah. don't take that lightly. Don't say that he was like would take something like that lightly no, no, because went, you do yes. not. Are you going to talk about what he overshadowed? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I resent. They were actually doing something important that day. Mm. Something they could have been proud of, and he did it at the exact same time as it was happening. To me. That's the problem. The problem with the opinion poll focus is that everyone talks about the fact that Labor has lost 27 opinion polls since the last election. They never talk about what have they done and what haven't they done and what did they get wrong and what did they fuck up. Great. But they don't talk about that. They talk about, is Kevin Rudd going to be the leader? Is Julia Gillow? And Labor brought that upon themselves by kicking out Kevin Rudd in the first place. Which is why my question while you're in the loo on your break was, is Kevin Rudd? still a thing no I don't think so anymore and I think that's probably to the detriment of the Labour Party because they were he was the laugh he was the last life raft they had yeah and they decided that they it was like they were on the Titanic and Kevin Rudd was in the last last lifeboat and everyone was like, well, if you jump off the Titanic and you don't die, you do have to go to an island and live with Kevin Rudd. <laughs> and they went, we'll take our chances with the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Lost season seven. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it's Kevin Rudd is... 
Kevin Rudd is going to sit there and will be this underground thing. He's he's a thing in that because of his he's chosen his words very carefully and the way that he no, has publicly expressed them. Never see, and that's exactly Gutless. what I'm trying to get at. I reckon a lot of people will say that's yeah. it, that's done. It. You're done. But if you can't be an underground thing, becomes a bigger thing. So you're saying he's still a thing. I'm saying that what's going to happen now? There may not be another spill till the election. Labor will die a horrible fiery death. Tony Abbott will become the prime minister, and I'm going to cut myself. Uh, and very quickly, the first caucus meeting afterwards, assuming that however many Labor members get their job again, uh, there'll be a vote and it won't be Julia Gillard leading the Labor Party. It'll be someone else. Very likely, Kevin. No. 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 I, don't, no. I don't see that at all. In fact, like, I mean, if, if there's going to be a leader of the Labor Party after the next election, mm-hmm. it's going to come from the next generation. It's going to be Bill Shorten or somebody like that who will put their hand up to rebuild the party in opposition. Is and Bill then next hopefully- generation? Oh yeah, you know I think yeah definitely. Like, remember he's only one or two elections old as a, as a member. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, post Beaconsfield. If they're the guys that mm. if you know if they true, they're the guys who aren't won't take it over now. But you know, come you know picking up the pieces. It's not going to yeah. be Kevin. Kevin doesn't want to be leader of the opposition. Like you know what I mean? He could be yeah. prime minister again now. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't want to be leader of the opposition. That's this is not... why I'm not hired for my um, intriguing political analysis. No, no. But but the thing I was going to say about that is no one really knows. Yeah. Like I mean, he could just you know do that Unabomber thing. But here's what I'm saying is the best thing Kevin Rudd could do for Australia if he didn't have the guts to run. Yeah. If he wanted to be prime minister again, he should have run the other day and seen what happened. Right. Yep. But now he's just got to say I'm going to resign at the next election even though that I've already you know, been endorsed by the yes. party. I'm going to step away for the sake of the party, but here's what I'm going to do up until that next election. If Julia Gillard wants me at any t- stage on this campaign be to be next to her on this yeah. campaign and be campaigning for her, even though I'm leaving at the next election, he doesn't need the job. No. His wife is the richest woman in Australia. Like He's been Prime Minister of the country. Go and speak. Go and give your yeah. ideas as a commentator. Go and do a, you know, a speaking tour of the world. Go and work for the UN or get whatever posting it is that you want to do but you don't need to do this let your wife get back her business interests in Australia because she's obviously one of the most interesting and powerful and educated I mean the biggest disappointment to me about this whole Julia Gillard, Kevin Rudder's thing has been is we should have had our first female prime minister and it shouldn't have been yeah. fucking Julia Gillard and it shouldn't have been fucking Kevin Rudd. It should have been Therese Rain. Mm. I tell you, like this country would be in world-class shape at the moment yeah, yeah. if we'd actually managed to get the one real, not the people who paid party politics all their lives and An been actual behind manager. the scene deals, yeah. but actual person who's built their own empire yes. in an industry that helps people <laughs> and understands how to. <laughs> And guess what? When her dickhead husband was Prime Minister, we had to stop her doing her job. The one person who was really good at doing their job and helping people and building an empire. We said, because your dickhead husband, fair suck of the old Sav, is in charge of the country. You, that would be like Steve Jobs' dickhead wife. No, I'm saying, I'm not saying his wife is a dickhead. But if he had a dickhead wife and she went into politics, you're like, Steve, you've got to stop making cool shit. No more iPhones. Right. So are you suggesting a uh, a Bill and Hillary Clinton situation should occur with the Rudds in Australia? I, actually, you know what? I would love that. If Therese Rain was... Yeah. Like, if they drafted her... Behind, there's your compromise candidate. Nice. There's one that all sides of the party... Therese Rain gets drafted for Kevin's seat. Yeah, Griffin. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. That's what we do. Name recognition. She Kevin, changed her name to Rudd. Oh, my God. Kevin says... That he is stepping down in the interest of the party. Yes. And Therese is taking over the seat. Wow. 
Shebang. She's the she's the less Malcolm Turnbull. They both yeah, have yeah, absolutely. They're both people who yeah. got the experience. Right. Got, yeah. 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 I've, I've always I've always said that the government's government's <laughs> not a business. It doesn't have to turn a profit. Right. But obviously you want to stay in the black. You know, a lot but, of people think that it does need to turn a profit. No, it, it's it's a it's a not for profit enterprise. It's wow. it's running the country. Every bit of money it earns needs to go back into the country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's why I always think it's really weird when I mean don't get me wrong for the sake of your country's economy you have to keep your yes. eye on the surplus yeah but yeah yeah this idea that people are obsessed by the size of the surplus I'm like you know that's just our taxes they took from us that they haven't spent <laughs> on shit from us right which, which screws up the dollar valuation oh. and puts us in a worse position internationally they've saved all this money yeah. you mean they taxed us heaps of money that they didn't give anything back to us it's why we have to pay $1.99 per apple song right freaking surplus <laughs> yeah damn you Steve Jobs' hot wife um no <laughs> <laughs> too late. In the interest of some, somehow trying to trying to bring some kind of structure to the podcast, right? Let's um, any that. any any final thoughts on Kevin Rudd? Not a thing. I'm not a. Th- I'm just. I'm. I'm going in before the gavel. Not a thing. And I hope he's never a thing again. I would have been happy for him to be a thing. Yeah. If you had a crack the other day. Yeah. But too late. I hear now, that. Kev. I'll. I'll, I'll yeah, he's all thunged out. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yes. And Rebecca? Oh, I th- I threw the thing in there. I thought You're I, that, I threw it. Yeah, you can vote as well. Yeah. yeah. No, well, you you vote, and then I'll then that'll be to you know either go with Will or go with Steve. Uh, I've I've got I've got no hope in Kevin Rudd. He is not the hero that He's I. He's your local member, Joshua. I know, I know, I know. I walk past his his office every day on the so way. So that's work. no. Yeah, no for me. Kevin Rudd's no longer a thing. Yeah, no. you're, you're, you're welcome to vote. Like, you know, like he's he's not a thing, but you're yeah. welcome to vote. So your vote is going to be like voting for the ALP at the next election. It won't <laughs> count. <laughs> you, you're, you're merely just putting people in the Tarago. I mean, it, you, can feel, you can feel whatever you want about it, but it's yeah. not going to change the overall result. And a little Liberal National Party fairy just got its wings. Uh, right. Kevin Rudd, not a thing. Um, uh, Steve, have you got a thing? Yeah, I'm going to give you an option. I'll just okay. say word associations, either tradition or adobe. You guys t- take the pick on the tradition. Thing. Oh yeah, tradition. For right. me, please. Family traditions. Right. Are they still a thing? Oh. I, I reflect on this because it's been my baby girl's sixth birthday in the last week, mm-hmm. and I just kind of went, "What were my traditions as a family?" And and it started to make me think back. What were the traditions traditions of my parents and those sort of things? What do we carry on? Like we we in our family have kind of boiled down that around birthdays there's some special things that we do you know it's generally uh, the birthday person might get to pick what they like for breakfast right. they get to pick what okay. what out meal we might like to go to that's sweet uh, yeah. and so we for example celebrated that we went to Hog's Breath today because right. uh, uh, Little Miss Six loves the curly fries right curly yeah, fries well, win wouldn't you hey the carbs and the curly they won me over <laughs> what a combination more than once Double and it threat. looks like a pigtail which is what I really like yeah exactly. oh, there's layers it's right. Hog's Breath uh, and so there are these things that happen that we have as traditions. But then I thought, well, what other things, you know, you look at other families or other people in other countries, the traditions that they hold yeah. are massive. Uh, there's, uh, I was watching too much television, uh, David Attenborough's final uh, entry in his Africa series. Right. And the Maasai warrior who have a very close affini- uh, affiliation with, with the lions in their area, yeah. they, the lions are all named 
and they know who the lions are and they kind of live this weird symbiotic relationship where they exist we exist we try not to bother each other but if they eat you know get to our cattle or our sheep or whatever our things we're going after them there's a t- traditional name for that i saw that documentary uh hakuna matata <laughs> it means no, <laughs> no worries, worries for the rest of your life <laughs> right yeah well it's bringing people together yeah. we'll uh, we'll put a link to that in the show yeah. notes <laughs> <laughs> disney may have prostituted it i don't know uh, uh, I was just going to say, that's now transformed, though, yeah. with, with recognition that we need to save, you know, wild lions and a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in Africa. Now the Maasai, um, their name, because when, when a Maasai killed the lion, they took on the lion's name. That was part of the tradition that oh, the Maasai had. Yeah, that's a, that's a big onus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now they recognise... So, it's why so many Maasai are called Simba. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a bloke who... who... Like, they kill him and he's like, fuck, another Simba. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine... Can you imagine Imagine class in Maso. Simba, seven hands go up. Oh, guys, not you. Simba, three. Yeah, what about that white guy? Oh, he's Kimba. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's, wow. We are all over the place. It's now transformed right. where the Maasai are helping to try and conserve and protect lions in the wild. They're running out of names. And no, no, the names that the Maasai are given at birth are now passed on to the lion they protect. Oh, uh, and they're doing all sorts of things with researchers, and and uh, the, all the lions are, are radio tagged early on. And there was this great shot of a Maasai in in full native dress yeah. standing atop of a big cliff, holding up a radio antenna um, connected to a phone or something that was basically letting the local tribes know where the lions were, so they didn't intentionally take their cattle into an area where they could be attacked by the lions. Oh. They wanted to avoid the conflict, so therefore meaning to come after them. If something went down cattle lion wise. So there's some pretty serious tradition in that context. Right. That's like and your curly fries, right? This is the equivalent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I hope not. God. And I, I love the idea that. of those three Maasai warriors sitting around having a meeting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm going a long way for this one, but I feel like, in fact, you'd already moved on and I brought it back because I was like, I feel like this I want is to worth stay there. it. I've got a joke as well. So right. go. Yeah, let's go. stay there. I've let's, done all, my, let's all hold yeah. hands. <laughs> I've done my Babe Ruth thing where I've walked out, I've pointed at the thing like, I have a joke. That's where it's going. And I feel like, here it is. God, I'm nervous. There's uh, three Maasai warriors. (laughs) They all walk into a bar? Sitting, yeah, they walk into a bar. Three Maasai warriors walk into a bar. The bartender says, what do you want, uh, first guy? And the first guy says, "Uh, hi, my name's uh, Simba. And I'd I'd, I'd like, whatever. The the name's the only important thing in the joke. (laughs) The second uh, Maasai warrior, he says... Uh, I agree with uh, Kimba. What's your name? Uh, my name's Simba. Oh, Simba and Kimba. Okay. <laughs> and the third one, who's an idiot? <laughs> they say, what do you think, Paddle Pop? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Will is rounding third and coming home. Oh. And that crowd goes oh. wild. We do not endorse the death of the Paddle Pop Lion. I love the Paddle Pop Lion. I just want to yeah. put that out there. <laughs> Man, who fucking can't remember liquor prize, right? So, do you want to follow up with your joke after that? Oh, no, hell no. But what I will say is that, uh, like, as many listeners of the podcast will know, I'm a, I'm a marriage celebrant on the weekend, so I, I go to Broadway. Not just on the weekend, I've never, buddy. You want to I've rock never, heard you, I've never heard you plug that in no, this podcast I, before. I, 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 I try not to plug it too much, <laughs> but it was this week. 
weekend. I'm going to move along. <laughs> this weekend, we're, we're, we're at a bridal expo, and, uh, and it was the same bridal expo we went to last year. And uh, and Brit just kind of pipes up. She goes, oh, but before we go, we've got to do our tradition. I'm like, oh, crap, we've got traditions? I didn't know we had traditions. We're like a new couple. We've got a blank slate. Mm. We're, re- we're writing a fresh book. and But we've got a tradition now. Right, which is? We go to the photo booth and we get a photo taken at the photo booth and oh, we get a free photo. I mean, two together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and look, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a tradition I can, I can, I can partake in. Cute little photos is very nice. It's Instagram, good. yeah. But we now have a tradition, and she just decided that. She's like the a non-consultative decider. tradition has been created. Mm. And look, and I'm, I, as I said, I'm okay. I'm in on the tradition. But uh, how do you decide what's a tradition? Yeah, that's a good point. It's a big responsibility because if, if for it to be tradition, you want it to be generational. You want people to. And that's why we do the, the birthday tradition stuff because that's what my family did with me and, and my brother and sisters mm. was all of that. And I love French toast, man. That was my birthday breakfast. For, so and it's a, tradi- so it's a tradition. Years. You can't you can't say no to that. You're like it's your birthday. You get to do anything. Like oh, this is a fuck tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I hate birthdays. <laughs> Like no one's ever gonna say that's that's wrong. I mean that's a fair point. That is a good point. My, I, my family's tradition is uh, stockings on Christmas morning. You oh, have to have a stocking, oh, and you can open you can I open like that, that immediately. Mine always had an Archie comic and a piece of fruit in it, amongst other things. A piece but of I, fruit. I've Santa cont- hated you. Uh, no, I know. My mum was the sort of mum. Chugheads there eating hamburgers. And you're yeah, there. exactly. What are you doing with that? Betty and Veronica. Um, but I've continued that tradition with my husband cool. and little boy. We all have. Stockings. Nice. Yeah. So, what's what's the order? So, so you said stockings on Christmas morning. Well, that when you're a kid, you wake up and the stocking is on the end of the bed, and you're allowed to open the stocking. stocking. Like you can do that, yeah. but you must hold off all the other presents. presents. And then we open the presents as a family, you know, one present at yeah. a time. You yeah. In the just, morning, it's got to be dished out. Uh, yeah. No, you have breakfast, and then you then you do Ooh, one present at a wow. time. So, Divide the nation on that one. But that's why you get the pretty, stocking. The stocking's your early morning presents. Yeah. Yeah. the present to tide you over. Until the other person. Exactly. Presents. It's yeah. a gateway present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a gateway present. That's yeah. a callback no one's going to get. Yeah, to the car when we're having a conversation. <laughs> You've made a callback to the car. <laughs> hey, it works for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not as bad as Fofop where we just call back to everything before the podcast started. Well, don't be like that. Don't mock my, my <laughs> thing. Leave alone. You've got oh, your thing. We've all no got our thing. It's set in love. It's a as crossover episode. This it is. is like a crossover. This is the faux thing. Well, yeah. what's, your, what's a tradition in your life? Um, I don't have many because as a performer, um, there's so many good things about doing what I do for a job, a a myriad of them. And I I feel very lucky and blessed to do it. But I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other night and I said, you know what the worst thing about what we do is? It's so hard to do. And I don't mean hard in a physical way or in a life-changing way or in a blah, blah, blah. But I said the difficulty of it as a career is... The reason that comedy is hard is that everything about it, apart from that, is so awesome. <laughs> that the only... Everyone would do it if it wasn't hard. Yeah. Because everyone wants to not have to go to work during the day to an office and <laughs> you can see a movie and say whatever fucking rubbish you like. I mean, poor Beck and I have been here all night and I say whatever the fuck I like and every time she's like, this is going to lose me my job. And this fucking asshole can just say this all the fucking time and no one is going to get upset about it. And just because I sat in the same yeah. studio 
was him. While he said this, mm. I'm going to lose my Noble job. job that's, right? the, that's actually the bit I'm going to play Mark Scott and my boss. <laughs> right. <laughs> that bit. She had nothing to do with this. This totally. has all been me. Oh, right? yeah. Great yeah. podcast. Went for 25 seconds. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but that's the truth. I have a, such a wonderful life where I can do that. The only mm. downside is that, is that my... My job is hard. And the bit of my job that is particularly hard is that I work when other people play. I play when other people sleep and I sleep when other people work. So what that means is, the great thing about that is whenever I go to town, it's always Saturday night. Tonight was Saturday (laughs) night, even though it's Sunday night. But Tuesday was Saturday night because it's the night that people are coming out to see the show. So for the people who are there that night, it's always got to be Saturday night. Every night of my life, everywhere I go for my job, in general, people are happy to see me and then they have a great time and they go home happier than they were at the start of the night. Yeah. What, a, what a great way to live your life. No pressure. Here's the downside. I've not been to a friend's wedding since I've been a professional comedian. I've not mm. been to a friend's birthday party for their 30th or their 40th or whatever since I've been a professional comedian. In the years me and my girlfriend were in a relationship together, she was like a war widow. You know, she'd yeah. go to all those things by herself as a, someone who had a partner, but a partner who could never be there he's with working. her because he's working because yeah. that's when I work. So what you lose a lot of is traditions mm. because you don't have to get to have those traditions. So the very few that you have are important to you. I have one and it's not a every year tradition, but it's a standing appointment. Me and my two best friends, Peter Shepard, who I talked about yeah. in my show, you saw that, and uh, my friend Mark Howard, who is now a Channel 10 sports reporter. Mm. You're really talented guy. We were three best mates from high school and um, we have a standing engagement at the uh, Boxing Day Cricket at the MCJ. Excellent. Whoever's in town, We'll go. Yeah. Just turn up and it's a thing. And even if we haven't been in town for three or four years, it's still a thing. Yeah. Mm. So this year it was me and Shep, but last year it was him and Howie and the year nice. before maybe, you know, like yep. it's just a thing. Yep. So that's that's as close to a tradition as I have, I think, probably. Yeah. But, you know, there's a really good opportunity because so, Josh is saying he and his wife are just starting traditions. You could, you could now, Create. you could start traditions yeah. and, and maybe it is well, you some know what my weird kind is? of... It's a fine be- line between tradition and superstition, right. though. No, no, my no, tradition no. is not being around. So if everyone can get used to that, uh, you know how we're celebrating Will. He's not here. Hooray! Like he's always not here. Oh, <laughs> he's yay! so reliable. Let's get drunk for Will. Isn't it great that Woo! he's not here? No. Like I reckon there should be some kind of midnight meal. Midnight meal or something like that. You know, like at the at, after the last show of each festival you do or each gig that you tour around. You know, right. the last night at midnight, you have a... I understand what you mean, but here's what you don't want to do on the last night of your tour. <laughs> <laughs> meal at midnight Have you want to go thing. home and go to bed yes okay mm. and start worrying about next this year. sounds like a, like a, <laughs> this sounds, sounds like, a, like a really bad Adam Sandler movie you know like they're never there but it has a meal at the end of the tour oh yeah right <laughs> Uh, yeah, Will Anderson is Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> a tradition. <laughs> he never thought his family had one until one Christmas. <laughs> Drew Barrymore as generic love interest. Rob Schneider as you can do it, guy. <laughs> And assorted funny people from television, Kevin James and Chris Rock, both want new cars. <laughs> Coming soon this Christmas. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of people would watch that film. Occasional right. people from Saturday Night Live feature exactly. somewhere. Yeah. Is there a tradition in your family that, that you wish you could just cut off more? I think any of those, because I, I've now been married for 
12, 12 years this year. Um, any of those that existed in that context, we, we kind of have. But then there's the ones that my parents make us hold on to. When it's birthday time, my parents will ring up and sing together happy mm. birthday over the phone, oh. which oh is on one layer... Just the, the nicest Delightful. thing. Don't it's wonderful. Because yeah. they care about it. Absolutely. They Still, love it. No, I'm into that. They are yeah. totally into it. it. And then sometimes, for my kids, they dig it hard. Awesome. Of course. My wife, I love my wife. She doesn't like it. That's cool. Um, Could you give your parents Will's phone number? Can I give my parents a <laughs> so Every January 31? They can just ring up. Hey, well, <laughs> happy birthday. It's I just like the idea cheap. that when they ring up, um, you're there and you're enjoying it, but your wife is in a chair and she just has her back to them. <laughs> And she refuses to turn the chair around. She's like, no. Nope. She's stroking a no. cat. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I've started a tradition. I've just remembered one now. Yes. So my nana um, has sent me postcards forever. And I realized oh. recently she's just turned 90. And wow. um, I realized that, you know, maybe I don't have forever, like, you know, um, with her. And I am kind of... If I'm a disappointment to anyone, I'm a disappointment to her, but not in like a really... She just had great hopes for mm. what I was going to be. Yes. And the thing that I am, which is... And there's part of her that gets that and part of her is like happy that that's the case. But there's another part of her that looks at me as a lost opportunity <laughs> and an embarrassment. And She's uh, still hoping you're a journalist. Right. Mm. And she's still hoping I believe in God and she's still hoping that, you know, I was home on the farm with a family, yeah, which yeah. I'm not at my age in life. And that you might turn up on the ABC occasionally or something. Right. Like, yeah. she's fine. But, but not that triple J one. Right. <laughs> but... She sends me postcards from her travels. Awesome. And I realised recently that I travel all over the world all the time. I don't get to ring my nana as often as I should because of that. But yes. what I should be doing is... She loves postcards. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. So I suddenly realised I'm in Denver. Like a postcard's like three lines. You hey, know nana, what I mean? Like awesome. I send her a postcard. Here's this the picture of where I am. Throughout a day send, of summer. So wherever I go, I send her a postcard. That so is, that's a very recent tradition, but yeah. but it's like one I've uh, awesome. just started doing. That's so there beautiful. You go. That's yeah. my, I, and I should take a leaf out of your book in the same way because I'm doing uh, not as much as you, but I'm starting to oh, do no, more you're of that. Oh, no, you're all over the place, yeah. Um, uh, just seem to be chasing you around the world months later. Right, yeah. Which is great to be able to see you pl- uh, perform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I should do the same thing because I remember as a kid, there was nothing better than getting a postcard from from friends or family right. from some other place, let alone one from a whole other country. Right. The fact that I FaceTime them every day from a whole other country is, oh, whatever. That's Hi, Dad. Special, we did this. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But to have dear, uh, you know, child, dear child too. Yeah. Wow, that was close. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to protect the innocence. That's all no, it is. No, you should. I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, and, and here's, I did this today and here's a picture of some stuff. I think... I might, I might have to give it a swing this trip because yeah. I'm going away for a month and doing everywhere. Nice. Yeah. It's old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone loves that. getting a bit of mail. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that much effort, mm. like, no. which is a good thing to kind of... I just of, hope you know. that they beat me home. Yes, you've got to be very careful with that because when we got married, we went on a honeymoon for six weeks traveling around America, actually, yeah. and we sent as our thank yous for the wedding postcards from cool. all over the place. Oh, very cool. Um, which, you know, it's like a lot of postcards to send. Yeah, yeah. And you're busy on hey, honeymoon. Thanks for your towels. We've left them at home because we're in Oregon. Yeah, but um, we actually, the last lot that we sent, we beat them home. 
Uh, but at least they turned up. They did it's eventually. Better than but they're not sending the things. Yes, true, true. Actually, just quick marriage celebrant. Um, thank yous for wedding presents. Is that a thing still? Um, yeah. If uh, yes, like guys, no, no male really cares. But no, but, agreed. No. But girls and and married couples, it's very girls important. and parents, parents of girls, very care. important. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it's good to acknowledge. But I think as men, we're like, hey, thanks for the pillows. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. Uh, girls are a lot more official about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Um, Rebecca, that's a good one. Yes. Why do Why do we have? And this is a massive question, but like you're you're the intelligent ABC presenter amongst us. Why do we have traditions? I, I'm also an ABC presenter, so I can't help but take that. At least <laughs> but yeah, you're more of a part time ABC presenter. It's true. Does it I don't technically week. work for the ABC. I work for the Brooders. It's yeah. independent. Oh, I'm, I, Awkward. You've barely yeah. shared an opinion all night, Will. I, just, I was trying to get some meat in the podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's a good point. CJZ now. Isn't How long anyway? does this podcast go for? By the way, normally about an hour. I'm due in Melbourne in like. This week, so we can at some stage wrap this shit up. Like, Start just, live streaming. Right? Will's doing his first three shows from here. Oh my god! Oh my god! In a nutshell, we have traditions because they make us feel good. They make us feel a part of a family, part of something that's bigger than just me and my self-doubt and anxieties and am I loved and whatnot. I'm loved because my parents ring me up and sing to me. I'm loved because I send that to my nan and I know she's thinking about me and I'm loved because I'm married to someone beautiful and I love and and she wants to have a tradition with me. Yeah. And look, when she said it today, I thought, oh, that's so nice she thought of that. I like Because mm. I think of nice things to do, but I don't think we should do this every year. You know, just you have too many things, oh, too many traditions that it's going to get difficult. Just to give you an, an insight into Josh's world as far as remembering things, my Brit's wedding gift to me was a coffee table with our wedding date on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's there's a whole subtext going on there. <laughs> Pretty sure you got it though. Yeah, you should remember oh. as a celebrant. Oh yeah, totally. you, you would hope so. Wouldn't that would you? be the one. I have seen Josh's yeah. calendar calendaring skills fall apart though. Yeah, but also he does go to a lot of weddings. So like, I mean, you know, yes. what I mean? that's true. Like if you only go to one wedding, it's very easy to remember what date mm. that was. Yeah. But, but if stands- you go to a myriad of weddings, I go to a lot of gigs and people go, "Hey, remember that Thursday?" In Britain? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm doing this all the time. But he stands <laughs> in a different, decidedly different position. Not that much at different. Ninety nine point a lot percent. Not that much so different. That one it's like one, one step away yeah, from it's, where it's the just his an angle. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's. I mean, to be honest, so he could step still in. Got Nine degrees. It's like a triangle. Yeah. So if you looked at that triangle from a different angle, they're all equidistant from each other. <laughs> so technically, he's not actually further away at all. Mind blown. Oh. Trigonometry, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not the only intelligent ABC presenter. That's what I'm saying. Oh god. I think what's most amazing is that we've got that golden piece of mathematical gem. Yeah. Now, right after all of the crap that we've just talked yeah. about, five years of working with Adam Spencer. Oh, yeah, I was, I was about to say we haven't Adam Spencer on the podcast. Yeah. We've gone to maths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> bring someone, the prime numbers. If bitch. someone could just mention a prime number, we could just end this, and that'd be good. Nine is not nine. No, nine's not. Oh Seven. God. <laughs> It's all falling apart. Spence, help us. It's got to be only divisible by itself on one. Seven. Yeah. Not nine. No, three, three goes three into nine. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. Uh, how about an Optimus Prime number? We'll just bring it back to Transformers. Cool. <laughs> we should okay, finish, right? Yes. I'm wrapping this up. Uh, thanks so much for listening to The Thing Committee. Um, you can find us... 
uh, online. Uh, uh, of course, you can uh, find uh, Steve. What's your Twitter address there, mate? At MogsTV Talk. At MogsTV Talk. And uh, Josh, where we can find you? Uh, at Joshua Withers. Yeah, right. And what about the podcast itself, though? Where uh, we can find that online? Thinkcommittee.com. Yeah, right. Like. That's what all your Think Committee needs. And Beck, what about you? Well, of course, we can hear you on ABC Evenings. That's yes, right. Yes, you can. Seven o'clock weeknights. Thank you so much, Will. F- fantastic. Do you do Norman the Quiz as well on your uh-uh. evenings? I'm not a quiz person. You're not a quiz person. I get cranky. I was a question on Norman the Quiz in uh, New South Wales on Dom Knight's show, the equivalent of your I program. love Dom. I do cocktail hour with Dom on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, he, I was one of the questions. What was the question? Well, it was uh, based on the topics of my show. It was like which comedians had the shows like, I don't know which ones they named, but like Will Arias and Will Communication. And oh, oh, oh. Adam Hills. Yeah, that's what someone yeah. still thought it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, the show wasn't called Hilarious, which oh, would still be fine. Gosh. But yes. Ah! That's yes. an easy quiz question. Right. No, people didn't get it because people are idiots and racists. But anyway, <gasps> let's move on. Yeah. All white guys. Anyway. That was brilliantly wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm Will Anderson. You can find me uh, at Twitter. <laughs> yes. It's at Will underscore Anderson. You can find me on Snapchat. It's uh, Will <laughs> underscore Anderson. Don't send him boobs. Uh, if you enjoyed tonight's podcast, you can see my show, uh, Gruen Nation, about the federal election later in the year. If you did not enjoy tonight's show, you can see my show, uh, The Last Leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the ABC on a Wednesday night. Mark Scott, if you're listening, uh, why did you cancel fucking Glasshouse? You prick, I'm still holding <laughs> I'm still holding on to that. I know it was your fucking blood on those oh fucking all over it. I know you're my boss, but whatever. What are you going to fucking do? I have the most successful show on your network. Seriously. Bring it. Walk it off, bitch. I saw. I'm like Julia Gillard. Until then, bring it on. Somebody put up the intro to the first ever glass house on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And, I, what and was it was. It? What, did, what was it? What was you doing your thing? In your Black thongs. fingernails, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Shuzi and uh, Corinne. Yep. And it, it was good because it uh, entirely dated in the fashion that you wore. Right, of course. And only then dated from the conversation based on, I think you were calling out a couple of political things. Sure. And it was just who was in power at the time and how... The, other than that, it totally stood up. I remember the last line. The last line of it ever was this one. And in the words of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> I can't imagine why he didn't get renewed. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a mystery to everybody. This, my friends, has been the Think Committee. We'll see you soon. And all your little things. Thanks for enjoying another spill of leadership that is the Think Committee podcast. Subscribe. You can get it on iTunes, BlackBerry, Windows Phone, whatever. All the things. Just click on thinkcommittee.com. Subscribe is the link, and it's got all the things on here. You can scrub, subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes, Windows Phone, BlackBerry, Podbean, Feed burner. I don't. There's other things with. There's there's phones that aren't even even invented that you can subscribe on in earnest of those. It's, it's the kind of technology we've got here. I uh, also want to tell you about the sponsor for the podcast, Treehouse. Just click the link at thinkcommittee.com and you can um, learn lots of stuff like developing apps. Have you ever wanted your own app? Well, you can. Treehouse is where you got to do it. Cost twenty five bucks a month. Follow the link from thinkcommittee.com. That way we, we make a buck and we can pay for hosting. Hey, let's be honest about it. Have a great week.